Alexa, stop the music. Beethoven. It's a great way to start, right? It's a great, I just had to sit here and, and bask in this, this amazingness of, of my new podcast, episode number two today. And I'm just so excited to be here with everybody. Falafel waffle, everybody. Falafel waffle. Welcome to uh, the Humza Mania podcast, uh, episode two. Man, I'm so, uh, yesterday, I mean, last week, yesterday, last week, one of those times, whenever I release this podcast last, it's been just, it's been a great overwhelming amount of support, a lot, a lot of love. And a lot of really good feedback and some 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 really useful feedback, you know. So uh, I appreciate everyone for checking me out, subscribing, liking, commenting, all that stuff. Uh, man, I couldn't couldn't do this without you guys. So here we go. Uh, episode number two. Today I'm going to uh, go over a few things that I want to talk about. First and foremost, I do have a really good friend of mine. Uh, she is a registered nurse. I grew up with her in Houston. She's one of the coolest girls I know. Uh, also from Pakistan, Pakistani American. Her name is Shireen. Uh, there's a little bit of an interview towards the end of this episode. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to cover a few things. Uh, a few things that have been on my mind as far as, you know, just Speaking, speaking very bluntly and honestly, uh, you know, different qualities people possess that might be something that's, in my opinion, a good quality where someone else may deem it a bad quality. I also want to just kind of talk about a little bit of the uh, differences between celebrities from before who used to have a little bit of talent in order to do anything on screen versus celebrities of today who are pretty much talented, but just really good to look at. So uh, just a little topic of discussion today is just a little bit about what we used to deem worthy of, of excellence, right? And then now what do we deem worthy of excellence and how times have changed? But before we get into that, before we get into that, I just want to take a second. It is Sunday, August 8th, and it is my youngest sister Safa's 20th birthday. 20th birthday. Like, there's five of us, right? And the youngest one just turned 20. It's, it's, it's insane to me because we... We're also grown now. Like we're also grown. And she, to me, she still comes off as like a little kid. I kind of get what my parents meant now, right? Like they're always like, you'll always be my child in my eyes. And I, and, and I understand that because not that she's my child or anything, but she's my youngest sister. I look at her as a baby, but she's working her, two jobs. She's in college. She got herself her own car. She's she's doing her own thing. And I'm so very proud of her. So Safa, you're probably up in the Smoky Mountains right now enjoying with your friends, but I dedicate this to you. Happy birthday. Here's a video just for you. Yeah. I heard it was somebody's birthday. I heard it was somebody's birthday. Yeah. PJ Penn a birthday song. Yeah. Yeah. Today is your birthday. We gon' say it loud Today is your birthday, I know you're so proud Today is your birthday, we gon' turn out About to throw a party, get it lit and wild out Cut the cake and we gon' say Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday to you, yeah Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday to you, yeah Get a cake, blow the candles like a kiss Everybody bringing gifts. Got a new outfit. Happy birthday, Safa. I hope you have a good one, okay? I love you very much. Ah, okay. Now that I got that out of the way, I spent all day making that video. I wanted it to be nice. I hope she likes it. Um, but all right, moving on, moving on. So 
I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, right? And and he we're, he's a wrestling friend, fan also. So me and him talk wrestling all the time. We're actually headed to SummerSlam together on August 21st and first in Vegas. Um, and he was just trying to talk to me about the different wrestlers he likes and what I like, what I don't like. And he was trying to convince me of why I should like John Cena. Uh, absolutely not. There's no way you can convince me anything about him is great. But he he mentioned after I, I said to him that there's there's no way he'll change my mind is he said, he loves the fact that I'm brutally honest, right? And when he said that to me, I was like, all right, that's a little weird in my opinion. If you think about it, right? If you really think about it, the word, the term brutally honest, it's like you're honest to a point where you're, you're I guess you're, you're direct, you're hurting someone's feelings. I'm not sure what exactly what people mean by that. But in my mind, I always feel like honesty is the best policy, right? Like why would I say that I like a certain wrestler when I don't, or even give some kind of a, or anything in general, right? Why would I say I like something when I don't? Outside of just being accepted as a person, right? Or accepted in that group, or just accepted by that person who's trying to sell me on this, whatever product it is. So to me, it's like, I've always been that guy where I'm very direct. I kind of say what I feel, I feel what I say. And it's just, it's just, it's, and I mean it like, and it's not to be mean to people. I don't want to downplay nobody. I don't want to hurt no one's feelings. I'm not trying to be an asshole to anyone. All I'm saying is my mind only thinks of the logical. And when I say something, I say it because that's my, when you, especially when you ask, right? I say it because it's my opinion. And then to turn around and tell me, and a lot of people have told me this before, like, you're brutally honest, brutally honest. And it's like, do you guys want to be lied to? That's, you know what? Comment that below. Do you want to be lied to? Answer that question. Do you want to be lied to and catered to your feelings? Or do you guys want to know what the truth is or what your honest opinion is and be able to cater yourself around that, right? To me, it doesn't make sense to, to put on this facade to sugarcoat things and make people's feelings all feel great because even if you don't agree with something. Now, there's a way of not being an asshole, right? Like if someone says, do you think I'm fat? And I say, oh, hell yeah, you are very, very fat. Yes, that's kind of rude. I can see why that would hurt someone's feelings, right? However, if someone's asking me, honestly, if they're overweight, it's pretty simple. You do the math. You take the height. You take the weight. That right there should tell you if you're over or underweight, plain and simple. So I think we got we to gotta get to a point, man, where it's like we're not so much uh, uh, worried about, about people's feelings as much as much as we are trying to open and honest, start these discussions and then educate each other on it, right? My point of bringing up this topic is because I'm sure you guys all seen the baby, right? Da baby, da baby, whatever the, however the hell you say a stupid ass name, the baby, right? This guy's a fool from, from the ground, to, from bottom to top, just, a, just ignorant as fuck, uh, lives in his little bubble. And, and it just comes from one of these worlds where it's like my way or the highway type shit, right? And he recently, he made some comments at a, at a festival. And at the festival, he made the comments that he made were, had to do along the lines of, uh, there were some homophobic slurs, according to people in there. There were some things negative about, about women in there. But most importantly, he talked about people with AIDS and, and a disease that you're going to die from in like two or three weeks. Just terrible. Those are honest, honest words, right? Those are what he feels. However, there's a time and place for all that. Opening up <laughs> your concert at a, at a, uh, uh, a festival full of people who may not necessarily be just your fans there by saying things involuntarily, that to me is, is one of those things that that's the difference between asking your opinion versus not. Now, if someone straight up came up to him and said, hey, do you agree with, uh, uh, do you agree with um, the homosexuality or, or transgender or whatever the case is, right? And he specifically replied to that, no, I don't. And here are my reasons why. You can't blame a man for that because he was asked a question. He gave an honest answer. Difference being is he decided to voice his opinion 
on a platform where he was asked to perform songs and not give his opinion, right? So there's a difference between there. Now, moving on to my next topic on that is this cancel culture thing we got going on. If we go down and cancel everybody and everything, I mean, no matter, no matter which way you spin it, there's no group of people out there that caters to all. There's no group of people out there that caters to all. There are no Americans that encompass everybody. There are no Christians that encompass everybody. There are no Muslims, no, no ethnicities, no uh, uh, homosexuals, gays, transgenders, lesbians. There's not one sort of group that can encompass everybody. There just isn't. So no matter which way you turn and look, one group is going to offend another group. It's going to happen. To me, it's more about education, right? It's more about accepting others and and I really appreciate what Miley Cyrus did. She, um, I'm on her Instagram. I didn't even know I was on her Instagram. I've been on there for a while, apparently. But she posted something and she said, you know, of course, what he said was out of line, out of pocket. But she was more interested in having a discussion with him, talking it out, seeing if she can educate him in a way. Not educate. I hate using the word educate somebody because it makes it sound like that person's stupid. But it's like educate him in a way of why his words were hurtful and how we can move forward out of this, right? Like you don't have to create art by limiting it to certain people and taking away the others. If you, especially if you're, if you're taking away people who are the biggest influences in, in entertainment, in my opinion, which are, are, are the LGBTQ community. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I really want us to start having these conversations. I want us to talk a little bit more, discuss why we don't like certain things, why we're opposed to certain things. I don't just want it. And it sucks because I feel like if you f are in a group, you're always labeled within that group, whatever that group does, right? If you're a Trump supporter and one imbecile goes out there and punches a kid in the face for wearing an Obama hat, then all Trump supporters are now punching kids in the face because of that, right? So it, 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 we got to get to a point where we got to stop like... This mob mentality has got to stop. We got to stop coming down everyone's throat so hard and just find a way to educate and, and build from here because all we're doing is destroying. So let me know what you guys think. I really want some opinions on this because I haven't heard anyone really speak out on the fact of, of yeah, what he said is kind of stupid and wrong. I see why it's offensive. Do we need to destroy the man's life, right, from, for that? Like, does his life deserve to be destroyed? And people are going to argue. Well, his words can destroy lives too. Absolutely, I see that. But it's up to you as a human being to take things, words, sounds, syllables coming out of someone's mouth, interpret them and put meaning behind it. And when you, what I mean, what the fuck ever happened to sticks and stones, right? I'm not saying that you can just let everything slide, but at some point in your life, you're gonna have to realize that people are not gonna like you for who you are. They're going to voice their opinions about why they hate you. In fact, I'm sure about 15 of you are about to voice your opinion about why I'm an idiot down in the comments below, which is absolutely fine because I am an idiot. And that's why we're here. I just want to talk and see if we could figure out how to move past this type of situation. What do you think is a good solution moving forward? How do you feel we should, we should approach this moving forward? And how can we make it to where people who think like this, right, they also need a safe space. So no matter how much of an asshole or evil or bigot you are, they also need a safe place to be able to voice what they're feeling because unless they say it, we will never know. I would rather you straight up tell me you're a racist and you hate Pakistanis than not tell me and then hang around me on, on a daily basis because that to me is snakish. If you straight up tell me I'm a racist, I hate you for your skin color, I will say thank you for letting me know that. You're an idiot, but... I'm going to move on with my life. Seven billion people in this world, your one opinion doesn't matter to me. Whew.
it's tough doing this this but i'm sweating can you guys see my sweat look it's glistening i am glistening jeez all these lights these lights are so bright i'm sweating my bald spot is sweating it's 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 and this 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 is supposed to look nice but it's hot i should just take it off and but it's fine Ugh, i digress now moving on to the next thing i want to talk about i was watching uh the show scrubs you guys remember scrubs uh with zach braff uh donald Faison, and sarah chalk it was back in the early 2000s a show about doctors who residents right they were residents doing the residency at a hospital and just like everyday life and to me, that show was so ahead of its time because of the simple fact of it was very diverse, right? There was multiple different cultures in there. There was multiple different ethnicities. There's whites, there was blacks, the Dominican women. There was all these different cultures. And they all very much spoke about their cultures and how it kind of, uh, the melting pot is looked at, how certain people see certain things a certain way. There's prejudgments on both ends. And it's really a good way of seeing a bunch of friends from different diversities come together with a common purpose, which is to run this hospital, be doctors, nurses, and basically help people at the end of the day. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this show up is because I'm watching this and a buddy of mine's watching this with me and there's the, a musical episode that they do. And in the musical episode, everybody, I mean, everybody is, is able to sing. Everyone can carry a tune. They can all sing. A lot of them can sing really nicely. Like it's, it's, it's everyone had this talent. And my friend said, wow, it's, it's, it's crazy that they can sing. And then he said, well, what is this from? I said, 2001. And he's like, oh, that's back when you actually needed talent to be on TV. And that got me thinking in a way, right? It, it really made me think like, we've gotten to a point where you can't tell me one celebrity who's famous or big right now that's actually talented or has put in work and effort to get somewhere where they want to get outside of looks, plastic surgery, and Instagram, right? Insta-famous shit. So you're looking at people like, like Jake Paul. No offense to his stupid-ass fans, uh, 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 but Jake Paul and all them, and all they do is go around being assholes to people, and everyone rallies behind it like, oh, my God, it's so great. But really, there's absolutely no talent there, right? So what you're looking at now is you're looking at back then a bunch of people who had to be at the top of their game in order to make it somewhere. And now all you need is a fake ass and a couple of million followers, a couple of hundred thousand followers, and you're famous, right? So we're wondering why the youth of today is, is not putting any effort in, not going out there and playing sports, not going out there and singing and creating groups and, and projects and things like that, but more so just sitting on their phones in the corner Having a setup like this, I mean, if I showed you the rest of this area, it would be like, this looks nice. The rest of it doesn't, right? It's all smoke and mirrors. So how do we get to a point where we start rewarding people for effort, for talent, for, for coming up with something wonderful and stop rewarding people, not stop, but like stop glorifying people who can't do much other than spread negativity in this world. I mean, look at reality TV. I'm going to take a drink. Hold on a second. ASMR, everybody. Ah, look at reality TV. I love reality TV. Don't get me wrong. I really do love reality TV. I used to like it a lot more back then because it was more like an, I love Discovery Channel. I like uh, uh, documentaries. I like observing things, especially life, right? Sea life. I love the solar system, but also reality TV to me was a little bit of a, 
a documentary, if you will, or a type of a, a yeah, a type of a documentary where you can see human beings in social environments and interactions. And although it started off that way, what started happening is the ratchetness, the the negativity, the fighting, the talking bad about people's kids and stuff like that started being pushed to the forefront because of the views it would get and the and the excitement it would build around it, right? And then it got to a point where it became inauthentic. Now everyone goes on reality show making sure they start a fight with somebody just so they can get their 10 minutes of fame because that's the only way to get spotlit on these reality shows. So what we're doing again is we take a thing that was going to be built organically and then we start inauthentically doing things and now it becomes so oversaturated where it's like okay guys like can we just is there anyone talented out there i mean look at tiktok people literally go on tiktok and do the exact same thing as the next guy motion dance talk and then it gets blown up and everyone gets all these views and stuff and the views i don't even think are real by the way i think tiktok was very smart TikTok decided to put 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 600 million views on everybody because everybody wants to be famous. What a great way to get people on your platform, right? If you have a lot of followers on TikTok, that's just TikTok's algorithm saying, hey, we're going to give everybody followers. It is what it is. Uh, not to mention, when you open up the app, it just starts playing a video randomly. So that video gets a view from you, whether you like it or not. So think about it before next time you start feeling special with your likes and views. It's it's all become so inauthentic now where even like these these prank videos and these stupid like, oh, I got my 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 spouse to do this or the cheating pranks and stuff like that. They're also inauthentic and they're also in on it that it's becoming kind of like it's numbing in a way. So my purpose of this is to like, when can we go back to the the authentic lifestyle? When can we go back to people like Jennifer Lopez, who had an amazing body naturally? Right. So it was praised Beyonce natural. So it was praised. Now it's like, okay, yeah, but everyone else has these same type of bodies. We're all fake, plucked, all that stuff. Whereas there's these beautiful women, uh, smart, talented women who are not even being looked at twice because their ass isn't seven times bigger than what they should be. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing for us to go back to authenticity. Let's push to go back to authenticity. I want a little bit more honesty. I want people to really say, this is who I am as a person. I will give you who I am as a person. Feel free to judge. That's your, that's your prerogative, man. It's a, your prerogative is to judge me, have that judgment, whatever it is, speak your opinions and let me move on because your opinions aren't going to make, make any difference in my life, right? The, the, the human nature is to judge. I mean, you look at a snake, what's the first thing you think? That it's going to bite you, right? Because we're brains, our, our brains are pre-wired to think that snakes are dangerous. They're going to bite you. Chances are most snakes are not going to bite you. They're going to run the other way. Snakes are very scared animals. They only bite out of necessity. They do not want to get messed up because a snake's body with one little uh, uh, hit can, can be destroyed. Like it's a weak little, little creature and it only has that bite defense. So people are going to judge you regardless. That's human nature. Our job now is to be authentic with one another. Show everybody that this is who we are and let's get to a place where we're just being ourselves again. And that just went, whoo, <laughs> I start talking from here. I start editing over here. It's just crazy. <sighs> what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Give me some thoughts. Um, let me also remind you guys that I do have a couple of things coming up. Real quick plug here. Uh, one, again, get your Toa Leona Hamza Shah Khan t-shirt off with their head. Uh, link's going to be below in the description. This is going to be just in time for our August 15th show, Live Pro Wrestling, brought to you by Knox Pro Entertainment, Powerbomb Lucha Libre, Leonardo's Hunting, Hunting Team Park. Uh, ticket links are below, or you can just hit me up directly. I'll get them for you as well. And uh, also, lastly, speaking of Lash, Lash, Lashley, Bobby Lashley, I'm thinking about Smash, Raw, Raw, Raw already. Um, lastly... 
I want to tell everybody about my new show on the Stereo app. Yes, I have another show coming out on Stereo app. It's actually launching on every Monday, Friday, and pay-per-view Sundays for WWE. It's basically a recap show where your boy Hamza Mania jumps on, gives his thoughts on the show right after every Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view. And I'll bring invite everyone to come on and give their thoughts as well. Uh, if you go on, download the Stereo app, look up Hamza Mania, you will see a little check mark because I'm verified. Hey, and go ahead and give me a follow, subscribe, and let's talk on there. Now, back to the podcast, right? Um, I'm loving this purple theme, by the way. It's like so cool. You got little uh, lights and stuff like that. So it's cool. Um, so yeah, that brings me to to my my guest, right? It's, this is this girl right here. So quick backstory of us. Uh, back in the day when I first was in America, uh, I, we lived in a community in Houston. And in the neighborhood, Summer Place, there was about, I'd say, seven, eight Pakistani families. And we were all kind of on one block, right? And it spread out, and I would hang out with all the Pakistani kids. One day, I was in in um, leaving a friend's house, and basically, this lady from next door popped out, and she was like, "Hey, uh, can you come here real quick?" And she was a Pakistani lady, so you know, me being respectful, I went over to her. I was about what eight, nine years old, and I walked over to her, and she said, "I noticed you play with all the kids out here. Uh, my son's inside, and he needs some friends. Do you mind coming in and, and hanging out with him?" So I was like, oh, okay, all day. Let's go. Like, I, I don't mind at all. She goes, I called your mom. She knew my mom. She called my mom. Mom said it was fine. Go through, hang out. I walk in and I see this guy, um, Hassan was his name. And basically he was a special, kind of a special kid, special needs kid. Not too much, but I knew there was something off about him. I absolutely knew that. I just didn't know what it was. Um, nor did I care enough to ask. He had all these video games. So I started playing Nintendo 64 with him. He loved wrestling. He introduced me to wrestling. And... Boom, here I am into wrestling, right? So uh, uh, the kid was, he had a cousin, or his cousins were these guys, Sean and Buckham, and his actual name is Shaz, but he went by Buckham, and they had a sister named Shireen. Shireen was just like one of the guys, man. She was one of the coolest girls I've ever met. She was very down to earth, great personality, very opposite of what you would think of a Pakistani woman, right? She's more of a, of a this is how I feel like most women should be. So I, when I started this podcast, I wanted to get someone on first that I think can represent what I'm trying to showcase well. I want to show you guys Pakistani Americans who aren't the traditional thing that you think, and she definitely is one of them. So without further ado, I want to cut to the interview. Uh, here is my good friend, Shireen, who is a registered nurse. She's gone through this whole pandemic stuff right now, uh, helping everybody out and just being a trooper. No complaints on her end. It's been crazy. But ladies and gentlemen, let me give to you. Shireen. Back up on my bullshit, back up on the scene. Done dealing with you, don't know how to deal with me. Done fucking with you, don't know how to love me. Done dealing with you, so I'm back. It seemed like I get so much and don't get nothing back. I really thought. Shireen, what's up? What's going on? Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, good, good. Good to be here. How are you? Man, it's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in the longest time. I know Corona has gotten us all stuck in the house and stuff, and you haven't been uh, traveling to LA like you used to. So what's been up with you? What's been going on during Corona times? Yeah, man. I actually, I feel like I forgot who I was. I've just been cooped up and working. Um, trying to get back out there, trying to travel again, trying to get back to who I Damn, I forgot who I was. <laughs> there you, well, I mean, the people that are watching this right now, most of them might not know you, right? Your friends obviously do, do what our friends do. 
but there's a lot of people that are watching that that don't know you that well. So why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, what do you do for a living? What do you what is it that causes you to travel and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm Shireen. Um, 34 years old, single, love to travel. I'm a nurse. Um, I was in the thick of it during COVID, uh, which is why I was so caught up with work during COVID. In the COVID ICU, I've been a nurse for a while. Um, pretty much, I what causes me to travel is I love to learn. I love to meet people, and the more places I go, the more I realize how big the world really is and how small I really am, and it just makes me <laughs> learn more. Damn right. I mean, that's the thing. That's why. That's why I feel like you and I can are still friends to this day. Is that we've always had this this weird like sense of something else is out there. We need to go figure out what's out there, right? Like, and that's why we love to travel so much. But you're based where in Houston right now, still? Uh, right now I'm in Chicago. I actually took a contract out here, so I'm in Chicago for a couple of months. But Houston's always home for sure. Houston's always home. You still have your house in Houston? I remember you said you had a house there. Yeah, my parents' house. Yeah. Nice, nice, very cool. Um, so just a little bit about us, like how long we met a long time ago. What was it like? We were 12, I think, something like yeah, 13. We we met when we were young, man, young. And it's funny that we're, we're I'm I'm actually talking to you right now because just yesterday I helped a friend out who does articles, writes articles, and he wanted to write an article about wrestling. So he asked me some questions, and the very first question was, How did I get involved? Right. And it threw me back because I got into wrestling because of Hassan. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, may yeah. he rest in peace. So uh, it was it was a funny story when I explained that. Now I'm seeing you today. So it's like nothing but nostalgia for me. So again, we met when we were young. Uh, what is it that you felt like that? Why were we friends? There you go. Why were we friends? <laughs> um, yeah, you were definitely one of the only like basic people that I knew growing up. So I think that made us friends. Um, and I just thought you were a cool dude. Like you, we used to play video games together, watch wrestling. We had a wrestling club. Like we just- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You had a wrestling club, guys. I, I, I still have the wrestling club. Um, if anyone wants to join, inbox me, you know. Uh, <laughs> and that's funny. Say, say that again? <laughs> he's been doing this for a while. He knows what he's for doing. For a while, for a while. <laughs> it, 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 so you mentioned we were Dissies, right? You, I was the only Dissie friend. Just to educate everybody out there, Desi is a term that we use as Pakistani Indians to describe who we are, uh, because a lot of people like to call us Arabs, Middle Eastern. Some people call us Asians because Pakistan, India is in Asia, uh, but we like to call ourselves Desis. That's the little terminology we use. Um, so yeah, with with that said, like, so we're growing up, right? You 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 have your life coming. It's it's the one thing I really want to hit on when we were younger that happened to us very very young was the whole 9/11 uh, scenario, right? I feel like from that day forward, it was so weird to me because that's, to me, the first time I realized that we're different in this country and then maybe not everyone likes us for being different, right? Uh, yeah. How was that experience for you? So when 9-11 happened, I went to a predominantly white school mm -hmm. in Texas. <laughs> so not fun. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because I went to a predominantly black school in Texas and it was also not fun. Uh, it's, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. But like, share some experiences that you may have had. I feel like how you went to predominantly black school and I went to a predominantly white school. I feel like at that time, everyone kind of had a common enemy, which was us. And so while everyone else bonded, we were kind of like the odd man out. Yeah. Um, the experience was I remember my parents put up a million American flags all over our house, all over the outside. It's like we had to prove that we belonged. We had to prove. Right that we weren't the enemy and that we were also American, just as American. And it was like, oh, it was really weird. I absolutely agree with you. It felt 
like we were different. We had to kind of prove that we're not that different. Right, man. It was it was hard. It was hard, especially because even a few of our friends moved out of the country during that time, right? Their parents were so scared of being here that they relocated to Canada and other places. And, you know, they're doing really great today. Of course, we all keep up with them. But if you think about it, we were we were all in, in one neighborhood. We were all hang out. There was like a group of like seven or eight families. And since that day, like half the people, if not more, we all kind of disbanded at that moment, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely caused a ripple effect in the rest of our lives, just that one event. Right. So my, my purpose of the show, is, as you know, I was talking to you about this, is just that getting away from the typical stereotype, right, for, for what we are as Pakistani people. However, I do love stereotypes. You know this. You know I love stereotypes. I love to talk about stereotypes. What's one stereotype you feel like as a Pakistani woman that you actually fall under? Oh, man. Um, oh, that's, that's hard. Um, I'm really picky. Okay, I don't know if this is like a stereotype that I fall under with a, with a Pakistani woman or just as a woman in general. One, I'm a bad driver and I'm bad with direction. That might be a woman in general. I. <laughs> it's probably because like, you're always texting on your phone. That's probably what it is. I don't know, dude. I just I can I can be even in my own city, like even in the place that I was born and raised. I constantly need GPS. I don't know where I would be without GPS. Okay, <laughs> and I still me too. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I also super picky with dating. That might be another one. I don't know if that's like a Pakistani woman stereotype. Or if that's just like a woman stereotype. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny you mentioned dating actually and being picky on it because with us typically it's it's our parents picking the person that we're gonna be with, right? So it, do you feel like your parents were especially at a younger age in the teens and stuff? Do you think they were really involved in trying to get you to date, or were they more hands off, kind of let you be free and do your thing? My parents were super hands off, like more so than most Pakistani people I yeah. know. That's part of the reason I like hanging out with you guys. Because your yeah. parents were so like, they just let us be American, right? Exactly, yeah, they let you sleep over. Like, I don't right. really know too many other Pakistani girls that had guys sleeping over. Sleeping over. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then, and then it, was, it was just, they would let us be American, which I love the most. I feel like every other Pakistani person's house I would go to, I would have to behave a certain type of way to make sure they'd understand that I wasn't too American, right? It was always that fear of losing our culture. So to me, it was like, uh, um, I love going there because one, your dad was very cool. He was like, well, what do you guys want to do? Let's go eat here. Let's go, let's go to the movies. Let's watch this. And, and we didn't get to do that growing up. And then so, so it's nice to hear that they were hands off. My parents are definitely not hands off. They are constantly badgering and sending and all that crap. So you were fortunate enough. How, yeah. How's your dad doing nowadays? Say that again? How's your dad doing nowadays? He's doing really good. Still super hands off. Now it's kind of getting to be a problem. <laughs> how hands off he is i'm like uh, i'm still your daughter you remember right that? <laughs> where is he where is he staying now he's in milwaukee milwaukee that's what it was Very doing cool. his own thing living his own life <laughs> so here, here we are today right i haven't seen you in a few years but i keep up with you all the time obviously you know i see you on, on social media and stuff uh here we are today in 2021 right this this life has taken us on this weird journey and I said this recently, I feel like in this country, it's, it's, there's a war between whites and blacks. And as immigrants, we have to kind of pick a side when we come here. We can't just come and live, right? And it, although these wars are, are this, these battles are very important and I get the, the, the history behind it, I understand all that. To me, I kind of feel like no matter which way I turn, the conversation is not about me, right? 
So how do you feel about that? Like, what is it? What is it in your mind? How do you feel about your everyday life? Do you feel like your voice is being heard? Do you feel like someone's speaking up for you? Or do you feel like you're being represented? I feel like now in my 30s, I'm definitely more represented than I was growing up. Growing up, you're very right. All I saw was black and white. And you remember when we were younger, we used to, I mean, we gravitated more towards the black shows, or at least I did. Right. Because if I had to pick between black or white culture, I gravitated towards black culture because they were the others. They were not, you know, unfortunately they were not the primary and we're not primary either. So it just, we had that in common. Right. Naturally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but now there's like brown people, Asian people on TV. Mindy Kaling is doing great with running us. I feel like her new show, Never Have I Ever, is even though it's like a teeny bopper show, I'm obsessed with it. I really see myself in it, yeah. I agree because even like on on WWE, there was always a a wrestling character who was Middle Eastern, never Pakistani, right? And they were always the bad guy. They were always evil. They were always terroristic. Yeah. Where as today, there's actually Mustafa Ali is the is a as a wrestler on WWE, and he just he's Pakistani from Karachi too, but he just plays a character. He's just he's not a Pakistani guy on TV, right? He's just right. Mustafa Ali, the wrestler, which is great because now it's like even with me, I have to do my wrestling stuff, and it's constantly let's talk in an accent. Make sure you talk in an accent. Why do my comedy? Make sure you talk about arranged marriages and how difficult that is. Whereas, like, I got everyday life experience too, you know? Right. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be put in that box just because of how you look and where you're from or where your parents are from. So, I'm basically, uh, to wrap this all up, I wanted to kind of get to a point of what would you like to see in the next five years as far as we're concerned as a people? And how do you feel that if, if anyone wants to find out more about us and just our culture, how do you feel they should, we can best display that, if you will? Because like I told you, my point of this show is to start creating more content for us, but more inclusive, obviously, let everyone come in and, and watch and observe, but to educate people about more of who we are as people. Yeah. So I think to learn more about our culture is just befriend one of us, like hang out with me. You know what I mean? Right. Go out with me and just, and instead of trying to fit me into your stereotypes, actually get to know me because you might be surprised. Um, yeah. And what I would hope to see in the next five years is just more representation, more uncomfortable scenes and uncomfortable conversations, because that's life. That's real life. That's what I said, too, man. We got to have these uncomfortable conversations. Well, I feel like a lot of people watching might want to befriend you. So if they do want to befriend you, how can they find you online? What's your social media stuff? Social media is at Reensy Season on Instagram, at Reensy Season on Snapchat, too, I believe. But I'm not really on Snapchat. Either, so follow me on Instagram. Cool. I'll put it below for you guys, too, so you can take a look. Uh, Shereen, man, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your busy, busy day. I know it's hard to get a hold of you at times because you're always working. But I just want to say from us that uh, we appreciate you, all the effort you put in during this pandemic, working your ass off. I personally appreciate all the information you put up on Instagram during this time, which was very unbiased and just factual, which I, I love because that was something we weren't getting. And honestly, uh, thank you for, for coming on the show today. Thank you, man. Keep doing big things. I'm excited to see what you have in store, too. Thank you. Have a good day, all right? I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Shereen. Like, that was really, it was just fun catching up again, man. I miss you so much. I hope you come out to LA soon. Uh, we'll hang out. We'll do one of these live and in person and just give people a bit more of our thoughts. But 
Guys, this is your boy Humza Mania, man. I'm having so much fun doing this. I'm trying to come up with different concepts and stuff. So again, a lot of feedback is appreciated. I wanna uh, make sure I continue to grow this and make this beautiful and amazing for you guys, uh, and really for myself because I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, self-centered. It's, it's who I am. I, I wouldn't be Humza Mania without it. So one love to everybody. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, enjoy this week, and uh, until next time, falafel waffle.